Chapter 3 Taking time off for a doctor's appointment first thing in the morning never feels 100% comfortable, no matter who you are. Latrice Foster works at a lobbying firm whose main special interest is putting an end to space exploration. As she nervously meanders her way through traffic from Ward's Corner, she gets to the light and she sees that she has an email on her phone. Hi, Latrice. Good morning. Could you come into my office, please? Thanks. That typical feeling of insecurity, well, what in the hell is about to go down, befalls Latrice. At 9.33, Latrice is pulling the cold, sturdy glass door open to the office and walking at a semi-brisk pace. She starts to walk toward her own office, but Susan sees her 40 feet away and stops her. No, no, this way. Latrice's inner thoughts run wild, but she wrangles them in. You got this, girl. Just remember that. Latrice walks confidently down the hallway and turns right into Susan Jaffe's office. Latrice is vice president of operations, who she reports directly into. Latrice, close the door and have a seat. I'm just sending my daughter a text. I am going to be home early right after this meeting. But what Susan was really doing was sending her assistant a text telling her, please peek your head in my office and end this meeting in 15 minutes. Making sure that her bangs stay out of her eyes and with a big apple lodged into her mouth, the assistant, Lucy, responds, K. Susan smiles and takes a quick breath. So Latrice, how are you? Latrice is trying to sit on her nerves, but she knows exactly what's going on. I just came from the doctor, and I'm just dealing with a lot right now. Susan's face lights up. Oh, that's right. You checked on the baby. What's going on with that? Latrice responds. We had a miscarriage. Susan is so embarrassed. Oh my goodness, it it just happened? Latrice kind of quietly responds, yeah, that's why I took off and you've been kind of seeing me off and on pretty much for the last two weeks. Susan adds, well, would you like to talk about it? I mean, I know the perfect fertility specialist and she's right here off Granby. Latrice interjects. I think this, I think I'd like to keep this, yeah, mm." I'd like to get back to work. I'm actually still way ahead of schedule for Tuesday's campaign launch. And I could probably help Tim on his solicitation. Susan reaches over to the other side of her desk for a folder. Well, your contribution is exactly what I wanted to speak with you on. I want to commend you on all that you've done. I think that me, you, Tim, and everyone is in a good space on everything. The reason that I asked you to come in might be divine order. Latrice is thinking, I really cannot stand when you put your God into the mix of our conversations. Susan continues. Things have a way of aligning themselves at the right moment. Now that our project load is, has leveled out somewhat. We're doing some creative grouping in order to streamline our workflow efforts a little better. It's funny you should bring up Tim. Latrice interjects, I didn't mention Tim. 
All right, Tim. Susan cuts back over Latrice. We're collapsing your position onto his. This is the deadest pocket of silence that has ever attached itself to Latrice. And it's like the entire weight of the last two weeks are just hanging on the bottom of her jaw as she searches for the right way to handle this. But instead, she was quickly forced to reflect back on the news that Dr. Vincent just shared around two weeks ago. I am so extremely sorry. But your body has rejected the pregnancy. But Susan is in her office with her elbows on the desk, legs crossed, one foot twirling because she's looking for the right words to say. We've reached the end. It's almost like Dr. Vincent and Susan were in on this together and they bounced ideas off of each other on how each should break the bad news to Latrice. All of her drinks at a discreet dark lounge filled with cigar smoke as they sit on very manly tufted leather sofas. The 73-year-old piano player would inspire all kinds of nifty thoughts on approaches for them both. And their night might have ended with Dr. Vincent and Susan stumbling across the street toward the parking garage attached to the Marriott. Latrice is stunned and slips off into some other space in her mind. Dr. Vincent penetrates her thoughts and says in a nice, calm, pacifying voice, Just get your belongings and get out. But in reality, Susan is slowly waving her hand about a foot from Latrice's face. Latrice... Are you okay? Latrice's line of sight isn't the most direct. She takes a breath and tries to compose herself. Well, I was under the impression that you and I were going to meet today at two to discuss, excuse me, present to you the ideas for a spokesperson. Susan is intrigued. Have you already started speaking with someone? I told you that we have a vetting process that we have to do before we speak to everyone. You know, I never understood your process. You could get into big trouble if protocol isn't followed. We're a new firm, and you know that we make up rules as we go around here. Latrice and Susan have a tendency to play tit for tat when it comes to name dropping. One knows just as many people in D.C. as the other. Susan was connected to the vice president of the United States, who just happens to be rivals to Senator Ron Jacobs because of their stances on the new issue of ending the space program. This was a new issue altogether. Who in the world was unhappy with the space program? Well, on the Hill, whoever is in charge or desired to be in charge had to come up with their own set of initiatives, and those initiatives should in some way be reflective of those in the highest elected office. In this case, Senator Jacobs had aspirations of becoming Senate Majority Leader by the next election. And Senator Jacobs needed the vice president's endorsement in key battleground states, since he himself was favored to become next president. It's not that Senator Jacobs disliked the space program, just the opposite. His track record in the space program made him the most qualified to begin to dismantle it. Why would he utilize his influence to do so? Simple, to attract and acquire more influence. In order for this all to work, this government-funded space initiative would have to come to a halt and retool it for the preservation of the environment. All of this would now place Susan and Latrice in odds with one another. Susan 
was placed in charge by the vice president. And Latrice was placed by Senator Ron Jacobs as the number two in charge. This shouldn't be any surprise to Latrice. But in light of the devastating loss of her pregnancy that she just experienced, another loss was just too much to handle. She was craving stability and peace. Susan and Latrice stare at each other for a split second. Latrice sees her mother saying to her as a child while riding in the car on a cold morning, Don't ever think about becoming a mother. Susan isn't moved one way or the other. Yeah, the point of the matter is, a decision has been made. Susan opens a folder and hands Latrice a pamphlet for collecting unemployment benefits. She continues. This was a hard decision to make, but look at it this way. Your benefits will provide your health coverage at your same deductible for the next 24 months. That's damn good. Latrice tries doing quick math in her head. Susan continues, and trust me, I know how hard it is to start a family. And I know that's what you want. There are all kinds of options out there. Have you ever considered adopting? Latrice is thinking, this nagging woman has one more time to patronize me. The gravity of that sunken feeling of her loss was taking the wind out of Latrice second by second. But she was doing well in front of Susan, all things considering. I've been operating within the bounds of my contract. I've been very open and candid. When I had my surgery, and Susan interjects, hasn't this been going on for the last four and a half years? Latrice wants to say something, but now feels the certainty of Susan's abuse. Checker. Who the hell do you think you are giving me advice about my body? This is my body. Thank you. And Latrice watches Susan just sit there with her thin, baloney lips, nervously battering the vapors of her truth from her cheap mascara-filled lashes. There is definitely some nervous energy that is building up in Susan's body. She understands that the rage of this provoked black woman is ready to spill. But Latrice now keeps her cool, pulling all of her inner thoughts back. Nervous and cautious, Susan decides to continue on the offense. And these are just sensitive women issues, and I understand. But sometimes the best thing is to just allow the universe to just take over and have its way. When things are happening like they are in your life, you just have to surrender. It's been exactly 13 minutes, and Lucy, Susan's assistant, pops her head into the office. It's almost time for your 10 a.m. appointment. Susan turns her head and smiles. Thank you, Lucy. She then picks up an envelope, stands up, and walks toward the door. A nonverbal gesture that says, Latrice, get your ass out that seat and come on. Susan then says, so here's your last check. Don't go back to your desk. Your things were packed up and sent to your home this morning. Latrice exchanges her swipe badge for her paycheck. It all felt so cruel and unfair. Knots in Latrice's stomach produced so much saliva in her mouth that she was swallowing it every ten seconds. After Latrice leaves Susan's office, Susan then closes her door and plops down in her seat. She takes a deep breath and she makes a phone call to a cell phone. It rings a couple of times and she says, 
is done. She's gone. A male voice says, Good job. Latrice will be fine. But we had to loosen up some of the funds here for some possible extra campaign spending. Now when the election is over, I am going to recommend to the president, once he gets in office, for you to become the energy secretary. Susan says, Thank you, Senator. They hang up. Senator Ron Jacobs was just coming in from the golf course and now preparing to shower up. As he wraps his towel around himself, he thinks, hmm, Latrice will be fine. He had a plan for her husband, Rick, one that would ensure Latrice's security as well as his own. <laughs> 